We're just slowly easing into everything. I didn't know, I didn't know everything. Aaron suddenly got into classical music all of a sudden. It's the um, what's the what's that movie called? No, well, it's it's yes. Kanye. It's a Kanye song, but um, they did a preview for the um, Westworld or whatever it was, uh, and so it's for Westworld. I thought you were all on Yellowstone. Oh yeah, but I, I'm I'm just pulled this up. That's it. Right. Yeah, some... you're a big yellow. You and Tony are big Yellowstone guys. Listen, Yellowstone is like the shit. Yeah, he's probably right. watching Yellowstone right now. Yellow, yellow. No, it's on. It's on a hiatus right now. The mid-season oh, finale. Um, yeah. I'll be honest with you. The um, this season's been good. There's a couple characters I'm kind of like, oh, these are, this is great storytelling. And then there's uh, some points to it. Where I'm like, like, um, yeah. It's Wait, kind of... So what you're saying is kind of getting hit or miss. You know what? I always look at like everything. Always has about. When you look at like good shows, I think television in general will have like three good seasons, five at the max. After five, that's it. Like you got to wrap up stories and all it that. It's difficult. Stuff. So like, but like The Wire, for example, five seasons. Um, yeah, I agree. Breaking I agree Bad, five seasons, right? Yeah. So you you end these shows off on a high note. You you're able to wrap these characters up. And you have the storylines all kind of work making sense because if you start going too far, like Game of Thrones, for example, like eight set eight seasons, it just goes the stories are great, but then they they whittle out and it's just like uh character development sucks. Right, on. Like who's your who's your favorite uh character in the wire and why is it Stringer Bell? Oh, Stringer is so good. Idris Elba. Oh my yeah. god. That's, that's so, how the world became to know him. No, it was such he's such a good character. Right. I mean, and then you even look at like um, Breaking Bad for another example. Walter White, White writes. Oh, wow. Walter White. Walter character, White. Character Jeez. is phenomenal. Um, fuck, like even um, Aaron Paul's character was great. Jesse, like that. The writing in that was so good. I didn't really get into um, Better Call Saul, to be honest with you. I didn't get into that no. too much. I watched no. that. You're, you're, you're a big TV shows guy. I, think, I, I, um, I I like my shows. You like your right? shows. You like you like your Yellowstone. You. This and is why I'm up till like midnight sometimes, and you know, getting four hours worth of sleep and not uh, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, <laughs> like yeah, sleeping and recovery and all that kind of jazz. Sleep recovery. You know, all those things that you you preach at uh, Kinetic PRF. Is that correct? Yeah, and you know what? And as we begin this podcast, especially into the beginning of the new year, welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a great holiday as Mike and I also had a really good holiday. But yeah, we're getting back into, you know, January where everybody's looking forward to their goals and they're getting towards a new them, a new me, whatever, right? A new, be- new year, new me, all that crap, you know? You know what? And I and I, I, I commend every single one of you, especially if you're trying to reach those goals and you're, you're trying to be a better self. And again, it's all about consistency and we're going to chat about that a lot today on the podcast um and there'll be some hard truths that mike and i are going to speak about today and you know what some people might be offended some people may not agree with us and that's totally fine listen aaron i have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about no so i, I, I what have, you're even getting you know into right and now I, I i was thinking about this today and we we're kind of going into it's a it, blank it slate like, today i there, i ain't got shit to talk about there there <laughs> there's stuff i'm we're going to talk about we're going to talk oh, okay. ask some questions and you know what we're going to talk about those opinions based on that and uh you know what if you get offended that's fine you know what because this is the new aaron okay you know why this i don't new- care <laughs> Like, I don't care. 
This new, is a near new, new Aaron. There, what I, you're saying is you're here to trigger the libs? I'm not here to trigger anybody. I'm literally just here to state, just talk. I'm just here to talk. I'm just here to talk. That's it. You know, that's it. So actually, I want to talk about a couple different things. But let's, you know, what? as we're on the topic of um, obviously fitness or just in general, like, you know, people getting back into routines, right? Mike, what's the most important thing you kind of tell, obviously, a new individual looking whether it's their new goal that they're going for a weight loss goal you know a new fitness routine or just them just getting started what's the first thing you kind of mentioned to those people honestly i think the first thing i can mention to anybody who's looking to make changes if it's to their physical well-being mental well-being whatever the case may be in all seriousness is if you just show up you're already doing better i think than like most people so just like you're, Hey, it's January. You're like, I want to start going to the gym. I want to start Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Best advice I can give you just show up. Yeah. Simple as that. Don't 100%. even, don't even overthink it. Just go there, do something. And I would say the other piece of advice I can give you is just something fun. Cause if you're not having fun, then like, what are you doing? Show up, have fun. And the rest of the things will slowly but surely fall into line over time yeah you know what a mediocre workout is better than anything that you're probably doing on the couch just even if you think it's not a good workout just get out there and do it right you're getting yourself moving you're being able to do something that's an improvement of doing nothing and i would agree with that 100 percent. and i would look at the biggest thing when we look at as the gyms are going to be busier the Brazilian jiu-jitsu clubs are going to be busier, whatever. Don't worry about Instagram. Don't worry about Facebook. Don't worry about putting yourself on that. Nobody cares, right? The big thing I, I care, Aaron, is I care. just get the work in. You don't have to display your squat every single set. You don't have to display you on a preacher curl doing fucking arms all day. Nobody cares. Just whoa, get on whoa, with whoa. your you're throwing, you're throwing shade at me, man, on the preacher curl. Jeez. <laughs> Who else could you be talking about here? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, just just get in, do your work, get out. That's the point. If you're there, I feel like this message hours, is directed at a certain individual that no, you, it's you not may directed have at anybody. For. It's just saying, let's just just get after it. Just go do your thing. You know, continue on with your day. Don't worry about the edits on your Instagram. Just go after it. Go attack the day with what you need to get done. Get out, accomplish the next goal. That's all I'm saying. No, and I think that's fair. You just go in, do it, show up, have fun. This is the best advice I can give people to, for people who have, may have New Year's resolutions. Um, to those who don't have New Year's resolutions or just maybe down the line, maybe not in January, maybe in April, they want to make changes. And that could be April, May, June, whatever the month may be. It's like, just, just start. And the easiest thing to do is just show up and everything will figure itself out. So yeah, this I is what this is what me and me and Aaron are doing. We just show up and we we fucking wing it, it's just like this podcast that we're doing right now. Yeah, we just show up. Even we're like, a, 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 we were well, we were might have, we were supposed to have a guest. Unfortunately, the guest fell through, so it's no big deal, right? But we're going to work with what we have, right? We are very knowledgeable individuals in two different industries, especially in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community. What do, what do we have, fitness. Aaron? Here, what do we have? Let's get philosophical. Okay, I'm, what what do you mean? What do we have? What like, do we have here, Aaron? What do we have? We have a community of individuals looking just to improve themselves, but also we talk about all the different things of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, life and fitness, you know, life, 
politics that doesn't really make sense so we make fun <laughs> of that um just bullshit sometimes just bullshit i think we should yeah. make fun of some makes fun of some bullshit i think that's what we should do yeah i mean there's tons of stuff we can talk about but there's, there's lots of stuff Aaron. So what's on Mike, your mind actually i want to ask you about you okay so um obviously you had the um the, the grappling arts academy opened up this week that's awesome yes, we congratulations that's exciting 1578 finfar court mississauga ontario perfect so let me ask you this obviously getting yes. new students into your club so the key thing for you as getting new members into your club is to absolutely demoralize those people and just make sure you smash them so they understand what brazilian jiu-jitsu is yes yeah, so i have to assert i have to assert dominance on everybody who comes yes, into okay. the gym that's that's correct so Perfect. like okay. i am so either it's it's that or i'm like a dog i just start peeing on the mats like whatever comes <laughs> first so like i need to mark my territory somebody comes in i need to sniff them i need to i need to make sure they're a part of my pack and my tribe and then uh you know, and then uh, I, I initiate them. Yeah. Okay. So that that that's the way to lose money or gain money, or uh, it's definitely a way to lose money. If I, especially <laughs> if I start urinating on the mats in front of everybody, it's probably not a good idea if you're opening a business, is uh just urinating in front of everybody. But all seriousness, people that are looking to, you know, they're they're looking to start something new. You know, January is that time, like New Year's resolutions. We just opened a brand new facility. Uh, myself and my partner Tony, Tony Isaacs. And uh, the big thing is we have some old faces. We also have some new faces that are coming in that have found us either online through marketing and advertising or word of mouth. They're like, Hey, you know what? I want to give this Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing a try. And you know, my last advice applies to them as well. It's like, j just show up. Honestly, I think the hardest thing to do for people is like, there's people that are interested in jiu-jitsu. And I think a lot of times you probably encounter people probably in the course of your jiu-jitsu journey, probably over like the last like hundred years that you've been doing jiu-jitsu where they're like, yeah, man, I totally want to try this jiu-jitsu thing out. Where do you train? And then you tell them where they train. They're like, yeah, man, I'm going to be there tomorrow. And then they'll never, ever show up. The hardest thing, honestly, is to show up. And that's anybody who's listening to this, who's trying something new and you're showing up, you're doing better than 99% of the people out there. And you're a lot braver than anybody who's uh, who thinks like, oh, I could do that or I could do this. It's like by showing up is is the best thing you can do uh to put you on that path to success whether it's jiu-jitsu working out changing changing yourself physically that's what we do this is what we do aaron this is what we do yeah you know what i think but i think that's like everybody right that first initial step is a key crucial thing where again i've met people who have gone to to fitness consultation appointments basically and sat in their car for 20 minutes debating and they even want to come into the building right yep. so this is a real conflict especially for an individual self-confidence they're looking at okay do i want to make this change am i ready to make this change am what, i just going to fail you, again right look at looking at, at like in their shoes it's fucking terrifying oh like, absolutely really right? think about it like let, let's let's rewind a bit just for both of us like what got you i don't know if i ever asked you like what got you into jiu-jitsu like you're like your first day like what were you thinking if you could think back like 50 years ago that you uh you did a trial you're like what is this jiu-jitsu stuff like how did you how did you find this thing and then like your first day do you have any memories of that yeah no i mean the actual like reason okay why do i want to try it i can't really recall it be honest with you i mean i've I had done karate before, done boxing before, but then when it was my buddy, Jason Gaynard, he 
we worked together at a place called Part Source, which is like an automotive parts store. And um, I had watched Ooh, like, source. yeah, no, I was a manager for them at one point, my <laughs> many years ago. Um, but anyways, like short story long, I guess was short story long. Yeah, <laughs> say, let's, but, we got to fill some time here, Aaron. We yeah, exactly. We're filling, we're about. filling the time back. <laughs> I'm short short story long but um what it was is a I, I think we were i was watching ufc obviously i think i was around where i've seen the original ufc back in like 92 93 when i was still doing karate and we learned a little bit of grappling through our instructor at the time and and again me and my friends always wrestled so we did some wrestling in high school so that was there but then when, obviously when i went away to college or like when i kind of got into auto mechanics and engineering that's where I kind of like never really thought about it. But then when kind of like UFC started coming back around with the Forrest Griffin, the ultimate fighter, and then it, George St. Pierre was the prominent name I kept hearing about where I was like, oh, okay, I want to try this out. And so there was a place that he went to, then he was like, okay, you have to come try this. And I ended up going to that club, tried it, got my shit absolutely kicked. And I was like, I love it. I want to do it. Cause I already, I was always into sports. Right. But it was because I got like, so like humbled. I was like, okay, this is something I need to do. Mind you, I was a smoker. I used to drink. I used to do a bunch of stuff at the time. I almost got, almost died. Like basically being beat red. I'm already red enough in my hair, but yeah. it was like beat red. Like gonna like, if I wasn't going to have a heart attack, I was going to die because somebody beat the shit out of me. So it was like, I was like very humbled. And I was like, okay, this is, I need to do this, right? I think that I was, need to learn this. <laughs> yeah, and I, what year was that? I keep always forgetting where it's like 2007, 2006. I don't remember, right? I think that's what it was. Somewhere in that range. So I have a similar story actually. So like it was, what was it? First year university or second year university? It was like second year university. Uh, so I went to York University. I was studying kinesiology at the time. I've heard of the UFC. I watched a little bit. I even watched a little bit of it before um because my my brother watched the ufc at the time like in the early 2000s so like i was you know 13 14 year old kid so i'd seen some mma like here and there and then there was the actual like the, the ultimate fighter which just blew it up right into the mainstream like you were mentioning with like you know Stephen bonner and forrest griffin so uh rest in peace to Stephen bonner uh you know unfortunately passed away not too long ago oh but, yes 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 yeah anyways um so there was, I was in a class, I was in like a lecture and then there was a friend of mine I was talking to, it was like a casual, like acquaintance. And he was like, oh, there's like this, this club starting up. Um, and I'm like, he's like, are you interested? I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's like a submission wrestling club. And I was like, oh, I'm like, okay. Like I've watched, he's like, you, you watched like MMA and stuff before? I was like, yeah, I wa watched it a little bit. And then he's like, well, why don't you like come to a class? It's like, you know, it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at this time. And I'm like, it was like six or seven at night. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Cool, I'll check it out. I don't have any classes super late, so maybe I'll, I'll come do it like once or twice a week, or or I'll come check it out. And then I came to my first class. It was immediately I was hooked. So I don't know. Didn't get my ass kicked that badly. I mean, I did. Like everybody does, but I was I was in a class with like mainly beginners. So it's like you know, if I was myself, who's like 190, 195 pounds at the time, I could I I'd do what I normally do now is I pick the littlest guy in the room and I, I, I hide in the corner. So that, that, and that's basically what I did day one. That's, that's a joke, Aaron. That's, that's, that's a joke. I, I went, I got my ass kicked similar to you, like on your first day. And I was like, this stuff is really interesting. I felt 
like showing up. I don't know if I was nervous at the time, but it was just, I don't know if it was nervous, excited, but something was drawing me to it. And I can't explain what it was. There's like a magnet being like, Hey, you should go check this out. It was in the back of my mind. You might like it. I couldn't explain it. I probably still can't explain it now, but here I am, a you know, a new black belt as of a few months ago, you know, 13 years later practicing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, my experience was probably just like anybody who's going to be starting something new this year. Uh, probably a little terrifying, probably a little nerve wracking, but something that was a lot like a hell of a lot of fun that, you know, 13 years later, I'm still practicing. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too, because like, obviously with so many new people starting, this month, you're always getting your new students trying things out and they're going, okay, oh, I love this. You know, I want to become a blue belt, right? Or they want, they got new goals and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this forever, right? And again, I always like to remind guys, and I'm like, listen, this stuff's a grind. It is a grind to learn. It's a grind to continue. And we're having this conversation where we're like, okay, you know what? Like, let's say the average person trains two to three days a week, right? Yeah. Which is kind of average, you know, like, hobbyist practitioner kind of two to three days a week. Right. And let's just say, you know, you progress really well. Right. And let's say you're striping and you're going to your gradings and you're progressing really well. And I say every, every six months you have a grading, right. So four stripes. So it's two years to get your blue belt. Right. That's yep. two years is a long time. Right. Like it is. That, it is a long time to do that one particular sport, stay at a belt, keep motivated, do all this other shit called life in between, right? Your training plus your job, plus your family and all this other stuff. It is a grind. It is a mental grind. And that's why people, again, some people do quit and they come back, they quit, they have to take breaks, they come back. They don't necessarily quit. Sorry, they take a break. But the idea is, okay, if you teach that young where it's like okay hey man this is a grind it's going to take a while that's why you hear stories about oh it took me 10 years to get my black belt it took me 15 years to get my black belt shit happens right but the nice thing is i'll steal a quote from one of my professors he's like he's never met somebody who got rid of jujitsu in their life and it's so much better right that it's oh my life is so amazing now that i quit jujitsu right so I, I I felt that for a while, like back in the day. It was like, there was like, one year I quit and I was like, just fuck this shit. I'm done. And I actually felt good about it for a while. And then, in the, and then, and, but then you come back, it comes back though. That, as as mm-hmm. much as you're like, you feel good about it then. And then you think about it. You're like, ah, oh, I should have stuck it out. Right. What if I go back? Right. Like, so as much as you're saying that right now, I've never met anybody been like, yeah, I quit. And I'm, I'm, Fuck that shit. I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. I'm never going back. I've never met somebody like that though. Right. I've had people say I, they never really got started and they didn't like it. That's different. Right. I don't put them in the same category of like training jujitsu, you know, getting to blue belt and being like, oh, I hated that. I didn't want to do it anymore. It's just a fuck. Like, fuck this shit. I'm out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got people, you got people who quit because of their girlfriends, their wives. What, business, so what, why do you think are the number one main reasons people quit jujitsu in your opinion from what you've seen over the years and even maybe from your own experience because like uh, you've had some long layoffs as well i wouldn't say you I, I had a layoff for quit training two, two at years, all yeah. right 
Uh, no, but I was like training a, well, like once a month, right? Spending the premium membership, right? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like 150 bucks. Because you want to be one loyal, Aaron. <laughs> you don't want to be a Creon. No, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But um, I don't think. Sorry, go on, go on. What do you think are the main reasons why you think people either quit jujitsu uh, or maybe they they stop working out or like what are the things I, that I, you, I think it, have it, you it, seen it, over the years? It, it, time, lack of motivation, um, lack of planning. Right. I think it's like, I, I don't ever think it's a lack of self-respect for themselves. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, ah, I feel like a piece of shit. I'm going to be a piece of shit forever. Right. Like nobody says that. Right. They, okay, Whoa, like, hey, 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 that's my, my, my internal talk when I woke up this morning. Man. <laughs> you read right? me like, so well. I think it just, there's compounding effects where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm too busy to do this. I don't have the time. Again, you fall in these traps and it's like, you put other priorities in place, right? So, you know, I I want to I want to have a social life. I want to do this, right? If you train five days a week and have a girlfriend who stays at home every night, it's not going to go well for that relationship. I don't I don't care who you are, right? So it's there's it's what you want and how do you build off that, right? You might have a really understanding girlfriend. I don't I don't know, like so I'm not going to put everybody in the same category, right? But I've never met anybody who trains six days a week. Um, where it's not their job. Sorry. So let me rephrase. Right. So not, I'm not talking about instructors. I'm talking about people, practitioners, Just average Joe showing average up to class. Joe or Jane, who, who average trains, boy or girl showing up to class who trains three, four hours a day, five, six days a week has a prominent girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever constantly. Right. And they have a full-time job doing something else too. Right. Cause there's only so much time in a day. So I just, that's my opinion. I'm not, again, I've met people like that. I'm not saying that's everybody. And if you've been able to do that and have an amazing time doing it, awesome. Congratulations. It's just, it's very difficult to maintain that relationship, I would believe. I think the biggest thing that maybe turns people off from jujitsu, and I think the number one reason I've seen is maybe injuries. Yeah. Or just people just get too banged up. So it's either where they're training with people maybe they shouldn't be training with that are they can't really control themselves and they hurt themselves or well that, yeah especially when really guys just, get older yeah and, or people are just like you take a 49 year old hobbyist and put them with a 21 year old you know ultra heavyweight competitor who just doesn't know how to control themselves entirely like things are going to happen versus or uh, i think it's probably the main one of the main ones i've seen or it's just, they just keep getting beat up and smashed. And they're just like, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm yeah. just getting, I'm getting wrecked. I think it's a big one. Another one you mentioned is just life in general. Like some people are like, they're in a routine. And you've, I've seen this a lot with like clients and people that have trained over the years. It's they're in a routine. Something happens in their life, whether it's like, you know, relationship changes, you know, they get it, you know, get a girlfriend or a boyfriend. They, maybe they start traveling for work and, you mm -hmm. know, they get out of their routine and they're not able to get back into it for yeah. some reason. 100%. Where it's like, they may be intent, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to, to jiu-jitsu or I'm going to go back to the gym. Like, oh, like I'm traveling for work for a month. And then uh, I'll, once I'm done, I'm going to go back. And then they don't go back. And, that's, and maybe there's some sort of mental block with that where once they're out of the routine, it's harder to get back into it. Those, I'd say, are the two main ones. I think people in general, like they know, hey, exercise is healthy. I want to go to the gym you know jujitsu a lot of people are like hey man jujitsu is fun it's just i i they they have other priorities what you mentioned they're like hey i want to try to go back and they just can't quite go back 
Yeah. Um, actually, so while we're kind of talking about like on the injury standpoint, right. And we look at like, you know, injuries happen, you still want to train and there's things that you can do, can't do all that kind of jazz. But I, and I heard this on another podcast and I'll be completely honest with you. I heard the clip of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. So if you don't like what I'm about <laughs> I'm to say, I'm go hearing, fuck yourself. I'm hearing right? hearsay here, Aaron. So, <laughs> and it was, I want to know your opinion on flow rolling. Right. So is and does flow rolling actually really exist? And I'll I'll give you one example of maybe where it might exist and then the rest of it is all folly. Right. The go ahead. only time you, you, I feel like you have your own opinion on this, but go on. So flow rolling exists with only one type of person. And it's two it involves two people who are both injured and in their like and they're both older individuals and have some some sense of like what their bodies can do, right? They are both injured. They can't do anything. So basically they just flow to what they can do. Anything else after that, one person is always going to go harder than the other person. And it will always turn into a fucking roll session. Because Basically like you always try to do with me. It's like you because, just start going harder. But And I, and I just got to pick it up. That's all it is. And, and, but again, it I comes into the 10, whole concept of you try like, to okay, create a flow. And then one person wants to go harder. And then and so what's the fucking point? There's no fucking point to flow rolling. <laughs> Don't call it flow, flow rolling. It's what just rolling. What you is you only have one gear, Aaron. You go from zero to 100. You no, just I, it's fun. not. I do have a slow gear. <laughs> Right. But no, again, <laughs> yes, I do. Everybody, everybody has this. Okay. But if you're injured, fine. You guys are not going to do anything. You have your, you have your, you have your 0% gear and you have your 100% gear. That's what you have. Listen, there's no fucking thing as flow rolling. That's the reality. One asshole training partner, they both you become assholes and they don't flow at all. That's not how it works. Aaron, this is what you need to do in order for you to flow roll. Your ego, your little fragile ego that you there, have. But that's a problem. Because again, even when you start you need to, to flow, you need to some asshole, little ego. <laughs> some asshole will go, okay, I'm flowing. Okay, I'm going to pass the guard. And the dipshit will not let you pass the guard because you're supposed to be flowing. So what happens? So automatically, so if you're blaming me, sure, you're going to blame the person who's trying to flow, but now they never flow because, sounds, hey, I'm supposed to it sounds like you try to roll with because, me all the fucking time. Because then you're like, oh, I can never have my guard pass ever. So you're not even flow rolling. Fuck you. You can't pass my guard. So then all of a sudden now what happens? That other individual has to pick up the pace to try to pass the guard. Aaron, if it'll make you feel better, I'll let you pass my guard the next time. I'm not train. saying that, but let's be real. Flow rolling doesn't fucking exist. Okay. It doesn't. So I've said my piece. That's it. I'm done. Okay. So uh, you can have rolling your does, does exist if you take your little fragile ego and put it aside a little bit. You know, like this is what you got to do. You got to put yourself sometimes in some bad positions. You, I agree, Michael. Work, and work, and you work your way out. Number one. Number two, like, I get it. Like I've been in, you know, like as a blue belt and a purple belt coming up, I've had that same experience where I'm like, you know, you got to win every round. You got to, you got to make sure you're everybody who you train with, you got to make sure you're winning where now it's, and you got to have the mindset shift of you are training to work on different aspects of your game. Um, and also flow rolling will work with certain people. There's certain people that are very tense and they don't have, I guess, like different gears in the car, if you know what I mean. It's going to be very difficult to flow and move yeah, around. Yeah, injured people. Injured people. It works with injured people. 
That's you can also saying. work with non-injured people too, Aaron. No, I don't believe where you can, where you can flow and move around. Now with that said, there's different gears to this. You can go like, I like to think I have different gears. I have like a, I try to match people's intensity, so to speak. So like if I'm training with somebody, I'm starting at a lower intensity, but if they're going to start at a higher intensity, I'm going to try to go at least equal to that. Where if somebody's coming at me 90, 100% and I'm at 20, I need to match your intensity a little bit for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't want to get hurt because if somebody, some bull in a China shop named Eric Gall is trying to pass my guard because he doesn't believe like, flow rolling is real. I actually, I need to at least slow down. That's the thing. I think this is probably a you and me problem rather than maybe <laughs> other people's problem. But that's the thing. Like, as much as I want to if say, if I was yeah, allowed to train with you still, Aaron, I could come over and show you how to flow roll. But unfortunately, I'm not able to. You just can't come to a certain location, right? <laughs> but you can come to my location, your location. Well, I can go to your location. So either what is, or... what is your location? Have you, have you even advertised yet? No, you know what? Location? It's actually not a bad thing. It's not fun. a bad thing. You don't want people to show up at your place. Hey, well, come on over. I, j- I just restocked my coffee, so I don't I don't need everybody coming. Oh, beautiful. I'll be there tomorrow <laughs> if that's the case. No, I'm busy tomorrow. Can't come tomorrow. <laughs> Can't but, come tomorrow. Um, Get away from me. Yeah, exactly. No, I got a, I got a bunch of meetings, as they say. Bunch of meetings. No, all, all good, though. But in all in all seriousness, though, there are there is different intensities that we can train at. Maybe if I'm allowed to train with you, if I get some permission, we can uh, we can set something up and we can uh, – have a nice little flow rolling session. You can you can like, come to come to my training place, and then uh, yeah. I react, you react, I react, you react. That's well, jujitsu, right you, there. You have to flow in my spot, or else you're gonna fucking end up on a squat rack and bust your bust your head open. Right. I, I'm not taking you well, to the man. hospital. Yeah, you are. You have to. I'm gonna sue. <laughs> nope. We'll roll you through the back, and we'll be like, I don't know, Mike Fryer never here. Scrape the cameras. We're good. Do you- <laughs> It's all right. I, it's all right. You can come to my place, uh, Grappling Arts Academy, located at 1578 Finfar Court. They're now sponsoring this podcast. And uh, I have insurance, Aaron, so don't you worry. Perfect. That's good. Insurance is good for uh, new students and uh, old students as well. Yeah. So. I'm going to I'm gonna 180 this podcast for a second. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Andrew Tate getting arrested in Romania? I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> you know, 180. Just ring it around. Let's just. Yeah, free all this jiu-jitsu shit. Let's, let's talk about the fun stuff. And, I and, thought it Andrew was Tate, um okay. So what are your on. what are your thoughts on Andrew Tate getting arrested in Romania? Go ahead. It was, it was interesting, that's for sure. Um, so I will say the whole pizza, like the whole tweets between uh Greta Thornberg and um him was hilarious, right? So like yeah. after he got arrested and um he had the pizza boxes or whatever. And that's what she writes back. That's what you get for not recycling your pizza boxes. <laughs> it was hilarious. So it's like which one is, of the yeah, most, which is hilarious. That was it's, a it's one of the most liked tweets in like all of Twitter, apparently. So, Twitter. Or it's like the third most liked or something like that. She, right? she liked she won the internet that day as a basically. Kid yeah. So I'll, I'll give internet. her high five props on that. Uh percent <laughs> I mean, the whole concept of it, and again, to what I know. Um, is very interesting, right? Um, the only thing is, like, if they okay, let me straight up here. If he actually committed these crimes, 
that yes. they're saying he did, fuck him, right? 100%. Yep. I agree. I'm not even going to like like baby glove this whole thing. If this is what he's being accused, if he actually did what he's being accused of. If he of, is convicted of what they're of, accusing of him of doing, fuck 100%. that guy. He's a piece of shit. He should be in jail and rotten there the rest of his life. Exactly. I'm so I'm that. not even going to think twice about that. Fuck right? that guy. Ooh, there fuck you go. that guy. Let's never speak of him again because the more we speak about him, the more power we're giving him. Right? I find it convenient though. Bruno Bruno doesn't approve of Andrew. Tate Bruno does not approve, right? Yeah. I find it convenient though. It was toxic. Like a couple of days before he goes Go on a podcast and says, Oh, when I get arrested, it's gonna be because of this, this, this. The matrix is coming after me. Um, just beware that when I'm arrested, this is what they're gonna say. And then he's arrested because of these things. So I'm like now, now do you believe in that whole conspiracy thing that like oh like there's two there's you know there's two things like oh like they're quote unquote out to get the man or did he probably know that he's being heavily investigated and he probably has some let's be honest he probably has some fucking dirt on him he's probably doing 100 is that is he 100 clean no he's not no, no. so here's the thing like you don't have the equivalent of like the usa swat team showing up mm-hmm Unless you, unless you did something, or you're being accused of something really, really bad, well, so you don't, exactly. you don't, you don't garner like, you know, you know, twenty SWAT officers knocking on your door if you you didn't pay your speeding ticket, for example, which I may or may not have gotten in New York State. But that's another new, another, another uh, timbit we could talk about after this. But go on. That's, yeah, exactly. But I mean, and that's you make a good point, right? Like they. They don't just send people after you because you said something on the internet, right? There has to be substantiated evidence around well, it. They have to have, or not. yeah. They're again because the state can be sued for that, right? The state of Romania, whatever you will call, I don't know what they call it, right? State of Romania, the country of Romania. But, but no, but I'm just saying, I'm just using the state as like the um, the government office, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the they can be sued for again wrongful arrest defamatory everything like like all these things come into play right so they're not just going to throw charges out there that don't have some form of as evidence around them right yeah mind you shit happens it's a different country we don't know right but something's got to be viable so that's my only thing so like maybe they're not getting him on like all the charges but they're going to get him on something something's up so he's not like... he's not just getting that is he out of prison yet i think he's still in or, out of jail sorry he is, I think he's still there as of the recording of this. Yes. So, I mean, they, they're they holding him for, so it's been at least five, six days, right? That's the recording been, of this. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it's been at least six days, seven days since they've arrested him. So, I mean, like he's got to do something, right? If he's not getting out right away. So something's up. Um, But no, I, I, that, that tweet storm was absolutely hilarious. And, you know, I, if, you know, if it's I'm I'm a fan of, you know, in in the law system, you know, you know, innocent until proven guilty. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, in North I, America were... or anywhere across the world. Like, I think if you're accused of something, I think you have the right to, you know, a trial, a fair trial, a legit trial. I hope he gets a fair, legit trial if he is innocent. And you know, if he is found innocent, then that's one issue. Now, if there's mounting evidence that you know there's smoke where there's smoke there's fire like yeah you should be exactly. when there's smoke there's see fire. the light of day ever again based on the charges that are being laid out to him right now yeah now 
when you kind of look at um there's also like the uh, debate of like court of public opinion and then there's also like the law right yes do you kind of look at it as like people are like backing them up because they believe that the matrix or whatever is out to get them right or <laughs> out to get me man what do you mean man like and, and like i think it's a little bit like fuck it. do i believe that there's a there's the the people we see and then there's people pulling the strings maybe i don't see it that I, obviously there's people of power out there that are way more powerful than you and i will ever in be in our life never right? fucking imagine a being yes exactly, yeah right? absolutely i i agree with that i agree with that but do i believe that there's this whole concept of the matrix and we're in a simulation and all that kind of stuff i i don't, I don't even know what he means by the matrix to be honest with you no i i think he's just riding on this whole train of okay hey this is my character this is my person who i'm going to speak about i'm we're they're always against us they're not against me what whatever like i don't it's very hard to follow this guy yeah he's a little all over the place but with that said it's like you know you know what the, i find the irony of this whole situation just for myself personally until he got quote unquote canceled when he Nobody got can when he got canceled yeah, this is when I actually heard who the fuck this guy was. Yeah, I never heard of this guy before in my entire life until he got canceled. Now I go on my YouTube feed and all I see is this guy. I'm like, can I fucking like get something out? Like, I thought this guy was canceled. Like, why is he popping up on my YouTube feed every fucking day? Yeah, with like look, with, was... with YouTube shorts. Like, I don't know. I guess he's found the matrix and he's cracked the system on. Oh, he should, totally we... cracked the system. Yeah, he's got, we should contact him to get our fucking. Uh, Hundred percent. Fucking little actually, podcast that we have here mainstream. But geez. so, so Mr. Beast actually said, yeah. So Mr. Beast, who everybody on YouTube knows, is obviously like has like two hundred million subscribers on YouTube. Probably one of the biggest YouTube channels out there. So he had, um, he had cracked the code as far as like what Andrew Tate did. He was like, he went on like all these podcasts, right? So all these podcasts that like he just went on a podcast tour, like podcast after podcast after podcast. And there was all these clips, right? So all the short clips were basically just got compacted and just jammed the algorithm as far as YouTube shorts go, YouTube out, uh, well, not Instagram because he wasn't on Instagram, but um, he just got jammed on everything. And so basically that's what Mr. Beast is doing now because he's like, I'm just jumping on a bunch of podcast i'm just going on everywhere i'm gonna get clipped out and that's just gonna drive the algorithms towards the and, channels and, and that was probably andrew tate's strategy as well because like everything i see is like him on a podcast somewhere i'm like yeah. how the fuck is this guy everywhere is what i want to know i mean like he he did get traction and i actually want to talk about this quickly um off the, the paul brothers right because he was talking about jake paul and then he was talking about logan paul and then so they because he was trying to challenge i think jake paul um to a boxing there, match there was a uh, hype around this a while ago that yeah so like this that's going to be I a potential match in abu dhabi yeah that, that's what that i first heard a boxing match there yes so that was what the, the one i heard about where it was like okay it was going to be uh, andrew tate and that they were trying to get him to say i'm like oh yeah sounds like he can beat up uh, jake paul um i think he's bigger than jake paul i don't know don't probably a little taller maybe a little taller because he's a little taller and longer they may be relatively the same weight though yeah and then um but that's really where i got it from there but what i did want to talk about so now we're seeing jake paul has actually signed an official pfl deal with a professional um 
fight, fight league. league. Yep. Which and it's a super fight contract. So he's it's more not jumping into like the normal ranking systems. I think he's going into just kind of like they're picking the actual fighters that he's gonna fight. So he's doing boxing and um MMA as well. Yes. So now they're trying to do to... so basically what it is is he wants to fight Nate Diaz. Yeah. First he wants to fight Nate Diaz in a boxing boxing match, boxing and match. then he wants to do an MMA and match. Then, Six to nine months, approximately, they'll do an MMA match in P- in the PFL. Yeah, so that should be interesting. But now I want to know your opinion. So, like, which is the better Paul brother? So, is it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? That piece of fucking shit scumbag. Him. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll 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 give you my opinion on Logan Logan Paul in a second. Better in what? Like better at fighting? Better Just at in general? Marketing? Who who owns the? the i guess the court of public opinion now the court of public opinion well that's always swaying like one way or the other um you know jake paul's really when it comes to when it comes to fighting he's opening up a lot of you know talk about fighters pay you like he's really taking a lot he's going really hard on dana white in the ufc recently he's he's slapping up uh dana dana oh, white talk about a bit. that too oh like yeah, we'll talk slap- about that in a minute He's uh, slapping Dana White with a lot of like uh, fighter pay questions, uh, so to speak. So it's so in that regard, I kind of agree with. I I like to personally, when it comes to people, uh, my opinion of them is based on depending on what the issue is. Because I can't just say like, okay, Andrew Tate's just a full on piece of shit. Like he's getting there, but you know, there's there's things of him that he said where I'm like, ah, you know what, like. Maybe that's out of context, but you know, there's some things. It's like, hey, like, wake up, go to the gym, work oh, yeah, out, you know, exercise. He does have some that. good messaging, right? Like, he does have gets, some good messaging. He gets to the whole like, you know, misogyny, beating women thing. Oh yeah, no, not, then he gets a little fucking crazy. Which you know, it and that's another question. Like, is it real? Is it is it a character? Even then, like, is this something that really somebody should be saying? Now we're getting, yeah. now we're getting real territorial here, Aaron. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna be uh. We're going to have to be getting clipped up and going on other people's podcasts, getting canceled. And, uh, but okay. So let me ask you this, but but back to the Jake Paul versus Logan Paul and Logan Paul's done a lot of controversial things. Anyway, he's had, you know, videos in Japan where he's had to apologize on 60 minutes numerous times. Yeah, that was that. Well, the, the latest thing with Jake Paul is obviously over. Um, and I've been like heavily involved with this. Fight, fighter where... pay is a bit. No, is a no, no. One. Sorry. Um, when I talk Paul. about Logan Paul, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, where I was like, I was going down the rabbit hole on this one, where it was CoffeeZilla released a whole um, series about Jake, Paul, uh, sorry, Logan Paul, CryptoZoo. And so basically CoffeeZilla had this three part, like 30 minute, a YouTube video documentary series was fantastic, well done, you know, kind of investigative journalism, really looking into everything. And so, but basically how this thing was a fucking scam, right? It was just an NFT scam and it was just fucking terrible. And so Logan obviously responded with the, and it, to this day has been rated by like so many people on YouTube saying it's the worst response video you could do possibly because possibly ever (laughs) like it's absolutely the worst though which resulted in logan paul actually pulling both videos down then he's going to release another video now that like apologizing and taking accountability for because he got caught with his hands fucking down his pants with (laughs) 
a fucking text thread basically saying, oh yeah, we're going to scam the market. We're going to buy all of this NST stuff before any of the founders, any of the um, um, new um, investors will go to buy. And also we're going to jack the price up and then we're going to get out of the sale before the price drops. So, so they're trying to pump and dump it. Oh, basically, it was a rug pull. Yeah. It was 100% yeah. a rug pull, right? But he was denying it. Oh no, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. And he's just substantiating evidence, evidence more, evidence more, evidence more. It's like, oh, fuck yourself, Logan Paul. Fuck. <laughs> like, trying to, pump, trying to pump and dump uh, these useless NFTs, oh, basically. And that's the thing. I fucking hate that shit. Like, if you're actually going to have a product, have a product with value. And that's why I don't understand, like, NFTs. I don't understand the ideas of crypto, where it's just like, at least if I know if I buy an iPhone, okay, I have an iPhone, right? I use my money. I got a product. But they can't take that from me unless it gets stolen by by somebody off the street, right? Or I leave it somewhere, I lose it. You can't just shut a computer system off and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, this product doesn't work anymore." <laughs> like, by, like by the way, it's, by the way, it's, you ever watch that South Park episode where they're talking about the pandemic and like NFTs and all that? Oh no, but, butter, future butters is like basically trying to like swindle everybody into like buying nfts it's like, it's like we're gonna buy all these nfts we're gonna buy this we're gonna buy these tokens and i gotta like, watch that now he's like locked he's like locked up in prison he's like uh locked up in a mental institution and they're like oh my god you let him go and he's just all he's just trying to do is have like a timeshare of like selling nfts to everybody <laughs> it's great funny. so one last thing i kind of want to talk about where and I would say it's it's quite frightening when we look at the, as we were just talking about Logan Paul, we we're talking about Jake Paul, and then obviously we're talking about Andrew Tate. And, you know, there, there's some things they say, and there's some things that they're like kind of push the envelope and you're like, all right, I can't fucking go on with this, right? And we look at the events of what happened on December 31st with Dana White, right? And obviously, again, a very private thing that happened, but it's not private, it's in the public, Right, it was still public eyes, but it's the public eye, like you're a public figure, right? Yeah. You want to contain it as a private issue, but it's really not, right? And you see what happened, right? And then again, the evidence is there. She hit him, he hit her twice. It it happened, plain and simple. I don't care what anybody wants to say if they're like, Oh, well, you know, self-defense. Like, shut the fuck up. It wasn't self-defense, right? <laughs> Okay, she hit him, yes, okay? She didn't have a fucking knife. She didn't have anything, right? She hit him. But there's no reason for him to react the way he did and then say, more than, oh, thought, Okay, first of all, I thought it was more than twice, but uh, but go on. She, sorry? I thought, I thought, it was, I thought he, he slapped back more than twice. Let's just it's possible. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's twice, right? Like, maybe it's more. I don't know. Like, I'm just going off of what we're seeing, right? Like... If you're defending that, like you, I think you really got to look at yourself in the fucking mirror and be like, no, this was not right. And the the fact that how deafening it is online, in the news, nobody saying shit is fucking frightening. It really is. Here's the thing. It's like, especially also like ESPN. So people yeah. that are, their job is to report on sporting news. And guess what? One of the biggest drawing ratings uh, events and we're just just like events and like leagues that they have on ESPN. What what is that, Aaron? What the what are the, what's what's some of like the biggest drawing like you know oh, sports UFC that they have on and UFC football? 
everything. Like what? What's regular? What has a what has a business deal with ESPN? What what? Oh, Endeavor fighting Endeavor. sports league. Endeavor yeah. Disney. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, like it, it. It's hilarious because it's like. Hold on a second. So there's a, re- there's a reason why it's not being reported, Aaron. Oh, I know there's a reason, right? right? But again, like if we conspiracy theory right there, but if I'm we're just looking saying. at like a, let's say a player did this. Let's fuck it. Let's even say a UFC fighter, right? Fuck it. There's it's several be... UFC fighters that have done stuff like this. Exactly. Right. Been... And this shit happens all the time and we don't fucking talk about it. And it's like, oh, yep. you know, it's okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not okay. It's really not. Right. And it, the fucking idiots online, they're saying, oh, well, you know, she hit him. So, you know, we want equal rights. You know, like, no. What are you doing? Like, this is that, again, it comes into that whole mentality of like Andrew takes, um, Toxic, toxic no. masculinity yeah, takes right? of it's like yeah. what do you know like i don't know i don't know what your opinions are on it but like i don't think it's right you don't you don't you don't touch a woman right it is what's the right punishment for him i don't know i'm not it's not my job it's not my job to figure that no, out he, he's, right should he have been hit by his wife probably not um with that said the way that he reacted was definitely there's no excuse for that either. Um, you, you can't, and you can't really, and people that are trying to justify it. I agree to It's like, listen, like go, go after yourself. Like you can't, you can't, it's like, what are you, what are you trying to justify here? Um, with that said, it's, there's a reason why it, it's not be getting the, I guess the press and the coverage that it is. Now no, with that it, said, it, it'll if, get buried. I honestly, yep. I, I do believe it will be 100% buried. They we'll maybe hear about it maybe for like two, three weeks more. And that's it. Like, I don't think I, I, I want to know what not scared journalists at the next press conference will ask. Ariel Hawani. We banned. <laughs> he can't go to those. Right. Oh, Ariel Ariel Hawani, Hawani, that'll be question number one. Like I I'll, I'll give Ariel Hawani. Like I, people give him a lot of shit. Right. Because of it's, it's some, of it, some of it's justified. I like I Ariel Hawani personally. I think I, he's, I, He's got some really good takes on stuff, you know, like he tries to maintain that, um, you know, that I'm a journalist, I'm going to report on what I'm reporting, right? Yeah. Again, some people may just don't like it because, okay, well, he's not on my side. And it's like, oh, that's not supposed to be on your side. That's not how it works. It's supposed right? to be somebody who t- has a fair take. Like he's trying like, to be- Exactly. He, ha- he has his own biases, especially like, you know- Oh, 100%. With, with Dana White now, for example. So I'm pretty sure like that would be, if that interview ever happens, which I highly doubt it will at this point, um even and like there was even like in the history of like espn the times that like ariel hawani briefly worked there like when the ufc was partnered and all that there were stories of like oh dana white's coming gotta get ariel hawani out of the building like yeah and and all that stuff which is utterly ridiculous it's no absolutely ridiculous right and at the end of the day he he dana white's the one who did it right nobody else did it you're the guy who did it so you're sure you're going to call it ownership. You're going to say, well, I I'm apologizing online and yeah. Okay. Sure. How are you going to create the messaging that that's not okay? Like that, that's the biggest thing for me. Like what's, what are your next steps? Because you can't just say nothing. Just apologize that, Hey, it was a family matter. That's it. Right. That's just telling everybody else. Oh, it's okay to hit, hit your wife if she hits you one time, but yeah, don't, don't ever ask questions. Right. So yeah, what's, what, I, I agree with you. Like I, what, what, what are your next steps for 
telling your your employees who are your fighters, right? Like, how do you um, how do you make it right? Plain and simple. And here's another question. Hawaiian, There's fighter in the UFC does the same thing. Dana White fires him. How does yeah, that look? Exactly. Right. Well, it's no different from a fucking job that we used to work at. Hey, you can't fucking train people on the side because you know what could we own your rights as a trainer oh really but i'll i'm gonna don't fucking do it by myself oh yeah by the way you're fired how about go fuck yourself right <laughs> like we the same stupid shit that people just don't take accountability for their full actions yeah that's what it is i i think you know you need to be held people need to be held accountable nobody's being held accountable to shit these days aaron nobody's no, being held true. accountable to anything one last take before we take off for today. Oh, one more. It's like, what are your one thoughts more. on Andrew Tate? <laughs> no. And then I'm going to, and I think there's this, is this a time that we just erase Dylan Dennis from the grappling world, MMA combat sports world? Is it, is now is the time that we have officially done it. The guy pulled out of a fucking celebrity boxing match for five who? who Dylan Dennis. Never heard of her. Yeah, exactly. I think we all leave right. it at that, that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> we leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. Gentlemen, everybody, thank you so Lady, much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to this podcast, there's about 25 things I think at least that me and Aaron talked about that are probably going to get us canceled, but I hope you enjoyed it. It's maybe yeah. our last podcast. <laughs> no, but also before we leave, uh, a couple of different things we have to kind of announce. February 19th, Ace Jiu-Jitsu Championships is back. So we're going to be up in Scarborough. We're going to have a new card. It's actually going to be a female Copa, which is going to be an awesome, maybe a, a first double time. female a double Copa. Copa Not just one female Copa. There's going to be two. There's going to be, uh, I believe, above. It's going to be a heavyweight Copa and a lightweight Copa. Yeah, so above 135 and below 135. So that's, right. that's going to be the first one in Canada to like this event. So boom, it's going to yep. be huge. And then also on February 25th, we have the Sick Kids Roll Thumb presented by uh, Toronto Police Department and the Toronto um, 5 Jiu-Jitsu team for the Sick Kids uh, Hospital and their Versus campaign. So if you can, we'd love you for you to donate. If you can actually join us at the Roll-A-Thon, that would be even great. The Stroking Hazard podcast is sponsoring it with Flawless Klamomo, um, Guard Players, a lot of different other um, sponsors yeah. as well. And I'll get them all on the next podcast. So if you can, if you guys can go guys and girls, if you can go support that, it's, you know, one of the, I think one of the most important events that we can go to this year, there's, there's all sorts of tournaments that we can go and support. There's enough tournaments around, but I think yeah, if you're going to, exactly. if you're going to make an appearance at one thing this year, make, make it this. So it's for, it's for sick kids hospital and uh Toronto police college will be hosting it. Uh, five O jujitsu, Matt Stewart. So big shout out to him. He's um he's doing a, big things for the community so if you can't if you can't go in person you can always we'll have a link to donate as well yep. and if you can go and you want to you know get some rounds in and uh get some training in you pay you can pay a little uh this is 20, one of the 25 bucks it's just 25 20, bucks 25 bucks if you want to donate more you can and uh if those who can if who have the affordability to i would encourage them to but yeah. tw- you can find 25 bucks and go roll even aaron can yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be probably the biggest open mat in Canada uh, so early in the year. So that's how big it's going to be. Uh, we're going to fill the gym. We're going to fill probably like picture um, a whole IBJJF um, field of matting that entirely filled just with open mat training. 
Yeah, that's what we're looking at. And uh, shout out to the OJ who's uh, officially you know, taken up because the last few years pre-pandemic, this was just taken on by Matt. But you know, the the OJ's really stepped at step uh, stepped up and stepped up, backing yeah. this event as well. Exactly. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we don't get canceled, and we'll see you on the next podcast. All right, guys. And if we get so canceled, much. we'll be in the YouTube algorithms. Exactly. There we go. And you won't be able to shake us. <laughs> like We're never going away. Fucking later, little buddy. parasite, you won't fucking go away. Get off my fucking, get off my YouTube shorts, you stupid cunt. Bye. See you, everybody.